Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Hear from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland with your host, Tiffany Anton, director at the Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hello, you're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry, and I have Erin Murray with me today, and she is kind of all things motherhood, correct? Correct. Yes. So your official business is Cookville Mother Nurture. Yes. And um, you started that three years ago? It's four. Coming up on three years. Three years. Okay. So explain to our listeners what Cookville Mother Nurture is. Okay. So um, I'm a doula. um, And for those who don't know what a doula is, um, it's actually a Greek word that means a woman who helps. Um, But a doula is um, someone who provides emotional and practical and physical support um, for women in pregnancy, during birth, and in the postpartum period. And most often people know doulas as during pregnancy and during birth, correct? Correct. That's kind of the more common. That's the more common. Um, My business really focuses more on the postpartum period. Um, so after mom comes home with the baby, um, and I'm also a lactation counselor, so I do a lot of, um, breastfeeding counseling, um, help with learning how to adjust to having the new baby, how to take care of the baby. Um, why, what made you choose to do, to focus on postpartum as opposed to pregnancy and delivery? Well, I'm from a practical viewpoint, I'm a mom myself. So, um, to be a birth doula, you have to be on call like a midwife or a, or a OB would be um, because you have to be at the hospital to support the woman no matter what time she goes into labor. So being a mom um, that wasn't and not having family around, that really wasn't going to work for me. Um, so I decided to concentrate on the postpartum side of things. And actually, I had had an experience after my son was born 16 years ago, where the hospital where he was born had postpartum doulas. Every woman who mm. had a baby there had got a postpartum doula for 20 hours. Wow. And she could schedule it whenever it worked. So I had had an experience as a new mom having a postpartum doula come to my house, and it was the most helpful thing. Isn't that crazy that 16 years later <laughs> and you saw this woman once? Um, the woman who came to my house? Mm-hmm. No, she came. We scheduled like four hours at a time over oh, okay. like oh twenty over hour. a couple over a couple of weeks. Yeah, so she came a few times within the first couple of weeks. But I can see you right now, like visibly get kind of emotional about <laughs> about this woman during that time of your life. Yeah, for a new mom to have that person kind of come in and and clearly sh- that program left an impact on you to start what you're doing. Yeah, it was it was very impactful for me. Um, you know, the transition to being a new mom is really hard. I didn't have family near me. I didn't have a lot of support. Where were you at when when he was born? Um, we lived in Massachusetts, Western okay. Massachusetts. That's not something that's very common. Which when I um my I had my first, there was a masseuse that, that was there. So when I was in labor, I I got a that worked for the hospital. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. So when you find those little cool things that little hospitals do, um, and so it's like whoa, it's like a um unicorn, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like having a postpartum doula as part of the hospital was a unicorn. <laughs> it was. It was the first program. In the U.S., I think, and some other hospitals 
in other areas used it as a template to set up their programs, but it's still not common to see that. Oh. In bigger cities, out West Coast, um, it's a lot more popular, yeah. but it's a pretty new concept here. Yeah, the, the crunchy uh, hippie yeah. <laughs> on the West Coast. Seattle. Yeah. 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 So tell me, let's take it back as a kid. Mm -hmm. What were your passions as a child that you think might have helped you, kind of inspired you to do this? Wow. Um, well, I'm I'm an I'm the oldest of four girls, so I think I probably grew up just caretaking my sisters a lot, helping my mom, um, and. Um, I've just always loved being around younger kids. Um, I don't know. That's in, It's an interesting question. I haven't thought about that before. Um, I think it just had to do with growing up in an all-female family and caretaking with my sisters a lot and strong helping my women mom. women around you. Right, right. And my mom was a strong woman, and she had um, her sister, and my father had multiple sisters, and they all kind of chipped in. It was a very close family. Everybody helped each other raise their kids. So I grew up in that environment. Do you think there's characteristics about yourself that really um, make you successful at what you're doing right now or, or have given you the, the drive to start this business? Well, um, I think I have a lot of empathy. Um, I easily connect with other women. And, um, one of my passions, really, one of the things I focus on the most is kind of creating a village, creating a tribe because we're missing that in our culture. Um, so, um, I work on that a lot in my business and in the community here. So you mentioned kind of creating the tribe. You're not from here. No, you've been here about Five years? It's almost exactly five years. Five years. Yeah. Okay. And so how did you, do you think that limits you in this area from, from not being here to be able to kind of help women create their villages? No, you know, it might in a different area. I think it's been pretty easy in this area. Um, I think this area is really unique. It's very friendly, um, very community oriented. And I feel like I got to know people really quickly here, um, more quickly than I have in other places. There's something special about the Upper Cumberland, Tennessee, yeah. that really, um, I don't know that other places have. And so I feel like if you want to be involved and you want to jump in, you can. Yeah. If you don't want to, you could. You can hide, I think, too. But, yeah. Um, I want to hear about more um, before you started this business in a second. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton with the Biz Foundry, and we have Erin Murray with Cookville Mother Nurture. And so that you've had this about three years. Yes. But, and you've had, you have a 16-year-old son. Yes. And so you did the stay-at-home mom thing for a bit. Yes. What did you do before that? Uh, well, um, I originally, after college, um, I moved out to Seattle. I worked for um, a Japanese company. It was a skincare and cosmetic company. Um, and they were a Japanese company. They were just starting out in the U.S. And I kind of did everything there. I did community outreach. I did, um, I designed the sales program, the training program. And I traveled a lot and presented our products to department stores we opened spas it's kind of so how you I started were out corporate America 
pretty much. Yeah. Um, what did you go to college for? I went to college for international studies and sociology was my kind of dual major. Okay. So not mm-hmm. necessarily business. No. Um, that, I just kind of fell into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a Japanese company, so it sort of had to do with the international yeah, side of things. And, and I got to travel a lot. I got to go to Japan, and so it was fun. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, wear the business suits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which, um, that to a doula seems like a very um, interesting transition, um, <laughs> to say the least. Yes. So how how, you know, take me along that journey of the, like, 16 years so you're in corporate america you have you were you still working when you found out or when you had luke no not there so it's kind of a roundabout path i took but um that company i believe i worked there about four years and then the asian market crashed and the japanese company decided to pull out of the new american um part of the business that they were trying to start because we were still getting it up and running and it wasn't making money yet. And so I lost my job and I just kind of, um, didn't feel like corporate America had been a really good fit for me. It was a great experience, but I put a lot of thought into what else I wanted to do. And I had done a lot of work with that job opening, traveling around opening spas. And I really loved that environment. So I actually went to massage school because I just wanted to make a total 360. You I just wanted a change. To ditch the, the power suit. And, yes. And yes. go with uh, some, you know, maybe scrubs. Were you wearing scrubs at the? Uh, No, not really scrubs. Just kind of, you know, kind of. Free-flowing Free-flowing, yeah. <laughs> Barefoot, yeah. It was a big change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So what was it that you felt like kind of fit you better with the massage aspect of it, things? Uh, I liked connecting with people one-on-one. Um, it was calmer. It was more relaxing. There was no stress. Everybody was happy to see me yeah. all the time. <laughs> and if they weren't happy when they saw you, they were happy when they left. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm guessing. I think that's a big thing in life is that you need to find a path that is right for you. And so if those high stressful situations, they might be great for some people while they're they're not for others. And that, you know, mm-hmm. is not good for life. Yes. Um. So you kind of found your niche of helping people, making people feel better and not stressful for you. Right. And so you were doing that for a bit? I did that for about seven, eight years total. And it was during, it kind of led to the, the doula work in a weird way because um, I really got interested in prenatal massage and postpartum massage. That became sort of my specialty. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of training in that and I learned about doulas and I met a lot of doulas through that work. And I thought that was just a really cool profession. Um, and I was still doing massage when Luke, my son was born. And then I had the experience of having the postpartum doula, um, after he was born. And so that kind of put me on that path. How long until you got your certification, your doula certification? Well, that was kind of a long path too, because I, I did massage for a couple more years. Um, I did go for birth doula training first, Um, But that really wasn't working out with um, being a mom and not having family nearby. Um, So I kind of put that aside for a while. And then I was a stay-at-home mom for a while because we moved around for my husband's job quite a bit. And when we moved to the Upper Cumberland area, 
was kind of when I started thinking. I went back to massage for about a year, and then I started thinking about doula work again. And the kids were all a little bit older by that point. Right. And so you felt like it was time to kind of take care of yourself. Right, right. And yeah. so um, you went through and got the doula certification. And how did you come up with starting your own business and brand? I mean, you could just be an independent contractor, right? Like a doula that people just hire you for that service or but how, you know, you decided to create a brand and a logo mm-hmm. and create a business with this. What what led you on the path to creating a, a whole business instead of just, hey, I'm Aaron and I can be your doula? Well, I think first and foremost, I recognized that, um, I, first of all, I was kind of creating something that didn't really exist here. There were a couple birth doulas here, but there was nobody doing postpartum work that I know of when I started And I kind of felt like I needed to be more visible and out in the community and kind of have a business and a brand. And I had to do a lot of educating, um, introducing myself, talking about what I did because it was such a new concept. It still is. I mean, right. Three years into this, you still are kind of educating people and letting people know what you are doing what the benefits are. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an ongoing process. Um, The cool thing is that the birth community is starting to grow here and there's a lot of um, younger women um, in our area who are starting to get into this field. And I have several um, that I've met over the past few years and we've kind of banded together. And so we're really working together on building the birth community, um, setting up um, other outlets to educate people. We recently did a baby show, a baby expo, birth and baby expo. Tell me a little bit about that. So what was that? Um, well, we were just thinking about, um, you know, in a lot of big cities, they have, you know, birth and baby fairs where all the services that uh, pregnant and um, pregnant women or new uh, parent would need are all in one place. So you can talk with OBs and pediatricians and doulas and see what other kind of services and products are out there, cloth diapering, you know, learn about all that. There's a really great one in Franklin, um, the Bump to Baby Expo, which I've been to a few times. And we talked about it a lot and decided we'd really love to do something like that here. There's really, there are a lot of resources here for new parents, but there's really not a place where you can come together and talk with everyone all at once and see what's available. So we kind of got this idea a few months back. Um, Connor Giddens, who's a lactation consultant in town, and Faith um, True, who's another doula in town, and we just started working on it. And we really didn't know what we were doing. We really didn't have a budget, but we were just really passionate about getting this going. And uh, we did that in September and it turned out really well. And so we're planning on making it a annual event. Awesome. Um, and you also run a mother circle group as well. Yes, I do that with Faith and Connor as well. Um, that Faith and I kind of had the idea for that about... Mm, about three years ago, shortly after I started my business and she started hers. And we just really wanted to start an inclusive group, a circle of mothers coming together to create that village and that tribe that we're all kind of missing and support each other um, and just talk about um, all the joys and the challenges of being a mom. So we got that started in a church basement here in town. We had you know, it was once a month. We had plenty of months where it was just Faith and I sitting there. Nobody showed up or one or two moms would show up. 
Um, and then we brought Connor in and she had a lot of great new ideas and we moved to uh, Love Life Chiropractic. Dr. Jamie there was really nice to let us use her space and it has just grown and grown and grown. So we're outgrowing our space. We're looking for new space. We're looking to bring on childcare. So there really was a need for this in the community. And we bring in speakers once a month to talk about different topics having to do with babies and motherhood and pregnancy. Um, and we started doing a monthly mom's night out. Um, and a lot of the moms just, we have a kind of a private chit chat group. And so they plan play dates and at, you know, trips to apple orchards and stuff on their own. We're going to so. talk a little bit. You mentioned the the y- younger doulas, and I want to talk <laughs> about that in a second. Okay. You're listening to Powered by Her and the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton, and I have Aaron Murray, Murray from Cookville Mother Nurture today. Um, and so you you just mentioned, you mentioned a little bit ago about the fact that they were a little bit younger, mm-hmm. um, Connor and Faith. Faith. Mm-hmm. Um you are your children are a little bit older they're not in the play date kind of phase so how how do you think that that helps you do you think it hinders you do you how do you think that plays into things um well I I think it depends as far as clients I think it depends on what a woman's looking for if she's looking more for someone who's going through the exact same things at the same time um who's where she is at that moment and they can kind of work on things together um, then a younger doula is definitely a good choice for her. Um, I kind of, since I'm a little older, um, my kids are older, I've kind of been through everything. Um, I think some younger moms kind of look to me like, you know, the but, wise, wise older woman. <laughs> but you're not, I mean, you have a 16 year old, you're not a grandma either. No, so you're no. not, which, you know, I can see that being a benefit too, of that grandma kind of age range mm-hmm. where it's like... You know, they're just so loving and so excited about <laughs> everything yeah. um, once you get to that. So you're in the thick of the teenage years right now. Yeah. So motherhood is is kind of tough right now. Yes, it's not um, easy. But yet you're still pouring into these young moms and pouring into these babies, mm-hmm. um, even though motherhood is tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I really think of it like, I really try to be the woman that I needed when I was a new mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that was just a really, it was just a really monumental time in my life. It was a huge shift. I didn't have a lot of support. You know, it was, it was tough and Mm -hmm. I loved it and I love my kids, but you know, that's a really rough transition and women don't really have a lot of support in our culture during that time and so yeah I was just gonna say I just you know I just try to be for my clients and women in the mom circle I try to be that woman that I wish I had so are you can you start in like two or three years can you start like a a mother circle for those of us with teenage kids (laughs) because we're gonna need that coming up (laughs) you know I've talked to friends of mine about that um who also have teenage kids that we need to start something like this for ourselves because we need that too it is interesting that there's so much support for new moms or moms with babies and and yet we're kind of lost in motherhood at every phase of it right it's hard at every phase like no I've never had a nine-year-old before <laughs> now, you know, I don't know what the right way is for this or not. Um, and so, and a nine-year-old daughter starting to 
think about some of those daughter issues at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I ask other moms and I guess everybody just thinks you have your mom friends by then. But it is still really hard, even at at every phase along the way and just kind of making sure you're connecting with other women and and what they're going through and how how, you know how to navigate these waters. Yeah, yeah, it's really important. And actually, um, Connor and I have talked a lot this year about kind of pulling all the different things we're doing together and um, creating a nonprofit. Um, Eventually, that's our goal where um, we're not only um, supporting new moms um, and pregnant women, but also women in all every stage of motherhood, because exactly for exactly why. I mean, I, th- I think about said. that a little bit too. Of, <clears throat> of you know, you're like, oh, all these resources for new moms and their babies of uh, pediatricians and um, activities for moms and their babies. I'm kind of like, I'm lo- I'm looking for a tutor right now. So how do yeah. I find that? You know, those resources are. You know, um, how do we deal with skin issues as they arise? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the cell, like cell phones for your teenagers yes. and all the apps. And I was talking with my best friend the other day and she was telling me what what the Visco girls are <laughs> trying to learn what <laughs> yeah. that means. I'm learning that. Too. And, so, and I actually said to her, we're we're officially old. Like, <laughs> I don't understand what this means. We're officially old um, because I looked it up and I still didn't know what it meant. I don't get it so, either. Um, you know, we need we need some of those. I'm charging you with that option to start a mother circle for yeah. the teenage moms. We've we've thought about that. That's kind of on our agenda. That sounds great. <laughs> um, I want to go back a little bit. So you chose to start a business and you mm-hmm. felt like that was going to be the best way to kind of get yourself out there. You some started some social media. How did you navigate making this an actual business? Were there mentors that helped you along the way, resources out there that you felt like, okay, I'm going to, you know, make this a legitimate business? Um, well, um, it was a little difficult at first because there weren't a lot of resources for my particular kind of business in our immediate area. But um, I did connect with um, some doulas um, and people in, in those type of businesses kind of in the Nashville area, the Knoxville area. Um, I kept in touch with um, the doula trainer that I had, and she was really helpful um, in... Um, giving me business ideas and helping me set things up the way that they should be set up. And I read a lot, listened to podcasts. Self-taught. Mostly self-taught. Yeah. 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 I had a few people I could reach out to for help, but it was a lot of, it was a steep learning curve. Over the past three years, was there a time where you thought, I just got, this isn't going to work. I can't do this. I've had, I mean, yeah. I've had moments like that. And what ke- what kept you going? What made you think, no, I can? Um, well, I think I just I, I just see the need in our community. I mean, I really think there's a need for this in our community. And it would be a shame to just kind of let it go. And it's not been easy, you know, it's it's um it's a lot of work, but um but I think it's worthwhile. And so you personally have started aside from a business and looking at starting a nonprofit and all these other things, you decided that this is a great season for you to go back to school. 
Right. <laughs> just add another thing in. You know, when the, the plate's loaded, just put some just on Just put top. some more. Right. So at this point, it so doesn't what, matter. So tell me about that a little bit. Um, yeah. So I um, decided to go back to graduate school. It's something I always wanted to do. It was kind of always on the back burner. And um, so UT has an online extended program, which is a three-year program. And it's it's mostly online. It's out of the Knoxville campus. And there's live online classes, but it's um, Masters of Science and Social Work. So there's a lot of different directions I can go with that. But what I have in my mind is to use that um, in the field that I'm already in, um, whether it's um, in helping start the nonprofit or, you know, working for another nonprofit or in policymaking, um, just in a way to help mothers um, and women in our community. So you just, you, you have a lot of passion mm-hmm. for mothers in general. Right. Because you're involved in a couple other mother projects, nonprofits, just yeah. as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you, do you, do you feel like you've kind of figured out the art of, of reining in what is useful for you as a, to fill your own cup, as useful to your business? Do you, do you still feel like you kind of get distracted in the whole big picture of things? Well, <laughs> I have to rein myself in a lot because there's just always so much to do. I mean, I can always add another thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely a balancing act being a mom as well and having all these different things going on. I just have to be really good with managing my time. And How do you think you have figure out what's valuable how do you make that cut that decision um I just try to check in with myself I try to be really good with self-care and if I'm starting to get overwhelmed um it's just too much it's not the right season to take on something else what's your number one self-care tip for mothers or maybe just women in general um well for me um just quite even something as simple as getting up an hour before the rest of the house wakes up so I can sit on the back porch and drink my coffee in peace. Do you spy <laughs> do you spy on your neighbors? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Maybe I should. Um I I've started doing that in the month of October and I feel so great. I know. I really do. And there, I there's so many people who say, oh, I just I can't get up early. I cannot. That's just not. And I'm like, I, I mean, I, I go to bed a little bit earlier now, but I feel so good. Um, waking up is just, and I'm a bit more of a morning person, but it just, it starts your day in the right direction. You know, I've been writing down things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. And then it's just your whole mindset is just different for the day. And, and then you can serve your work, your clients, your children, your family, you can serve them all better when you kind of start off in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's such a simple thing, but it really, really helps me. I mean, I feel like it makes me a better mom, you know, better better at everything I have to do in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Any advice that you have for women who want to start a business that maybe they don't feel like is a business. So I think that's kind of where the doula part comes in a little Mm -hmm. bit where it's like, well, I just want to be a doula and I just want to, I mean, but actually to start that business, I think is really what sets Cookville Mother Nurture apart is that you did start the business, make a brand. Um, So any advice on, on that whole aspect of 
starting the business? Well, I really, um, before I did anything, I really worked on making connections in the community um, and making time to talk with people, mostly women in our community that had started businesses or had a skill that um, would be helpful to me. Like I have a friend who's a graphic artist, um, friends that run businesses. Um, there was a, there is a um, birth doula here in town that's been here for a long time. So just um, meeting with people, talking with them um, for coffee or something and kind of picking their brain. And um, I, I've just found that the other um other people in this community, especially other women in business, um, are really supportive and really want to help you to succeed. So yeah. that was really the first step I did when I decided I wanted to do this is kind of feel out the community, talk with people and get advice. Well, and, and again, y- you know, just y- you you ha- come to BizFoundry events where it's a lot mm-hmm. of people who, you know, biz businessmen essentially but you still get out there and you're still making connections with people just and that's what growing your business is about is being at those things and just putting letting people know you exist yes and that's I'm more of an introverted person so that's not always the easiest thing for me but it's really important it is it really is and I've I've really gained a lot from that and just learning even businesses that are not connected in any way at all you'd think um just talking with people about what they do um and having that kind of cross-pollination even from different kinds of businesses can be really inspirational yeah I think that that's maybe it's important other places too but I think it in this region of Tennessee it's very important Mm -hmm. because you can connect other people and then they they say oh yeah remember Erin Cookville Mother Nurture and this is what she does. And then it's just this big network, this big spider web, I guess, of entrepreneurship here that just kind of sucks you in. Yeah. And that's really, I mean, for example, with the baby expo, I mean, that's really how we did it. That's how it worked. Just connecting with somebody I know who might know somebody, you know, everybody just connects you with who you need to talk to. Yeah. And it's really nice. Yeah. Well, we're about out of time. Any last, how can people connect with you? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Cookville Mother Nurture. It's Cookville Doula on Instagram. Cookville Doula, okay. Uh, yes. And um, we do our mother circle once a month at Love Life Chiropractic, the last Monday of the month from 10 to 12. Okay. And actually, um, just to throw another thing in, I'm opening up a I Can chapter. Um, our first meeting is this Saturday at Sprouting Yogis, and that's the International Caesarean Awareness Network. So that's another support group specifically for women who um, have been through a cesarean birth. And they can find more information on those um, meetups from your social media? Yes, we have um, Cookville Mother Circle has a Facebook page. Um, I can does as well. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to see what you do in the future. I think you're going to change this community and really make some waves. And so thank you, Erin, for coming today. Cookville Mother Nurture. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. Thanks, Erin. Thanks, Tiffany.